Well, grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Oh, dear friends, maybe we haven't thought about it in detail, but the ultimate question is really, did Jesus lie to us? And it seems weird to put it in those terms, doesn't it? But as we look around at our society today, even though people are, are smiling, you know, even though your, your neighbor who's not a Christian maybe waves to you, maybe the shopkeeper who knows you're a Christian maybe treats you as any other customer, the fact of the matter is, when someone has rejected Christ, they believe within their own heart that Jesus has lied. Now let that just sink in for a minute. Now, in this, uh, this world today, as we become more refined in, in our communication, we often uh, attack other people with presuppositions, don't we? And maybe some of you have, have studied something about presuppositions. Maybe you have no idea what, what I'm talking about yet this morning. But a presupposition is a statement that puts you into a no-win situation. Uh, for, for example, if I come out and say, have you stopped beating your wife yet? You say, well, well, what can you say? If you say, well, certainly I have stopped, well, that, that means you used to beat your wife, doesn't it? And so it's a good thing that you finally stopped, but that means at some point in the past, you're doing that, Right? And uh, of course, if, if spo you're spontaneously combusting because you, you don't know what to say, and, and you say, well, no, no. Well, so you're still beating your wife. So you ask that, that kind of a question that puts a, a person really on the, the spot, and, and they're kind of thinking in yes or no terms, and then they blurt something out, and it just doesn't even cover what they actually wanted to say. And in that very same way, people come to us each and every day talking about their own religions, don't they? And the presupposition is Jesus has lied. Now again, they, they don't come right out and say that. The, the person of another faith, they, they never say, oh, Jesus was a terrible person, but, I mean, think about it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And this other person comes to you and they say, well, I think Jesus was a good man. 
You know, I think Jesus did a lot of good things, but as for me, I worship nature. Right? Now, what, what have they really just said? They really just said, I do not believe Jesus is the only way to heaven. I do not believe when Jesus spoke those words that they were truthful. I do not believe that I will go to hell if I reject your Christianity. I somehow know better. You see, that's really what's going on behind the scenes. That's really what the person is expressing. I don't believe. Difference that, that puts us really in a tight spot, doesn't it? Because society has changed so much just in my own lifetime. I, I kind of know still today what many of you are going through in your workplaces and in your family lives, right? Because we have relatives, we have loved ones. There's people out there that actually do not believe Jesus the truth. They don't believe it. Now, maybe they'll take a step back and they'll say, well, you know, Jesus, he probably wasn't a good man, but his words just got confused. See, so, okay, now I'm, I'm no longer, you know, attacking Jesus directly, but rather I'm attacking the reports about what he said. Well, who, who just became God? Uh, I did, right? Because of my personal interpretation of the word of God is better than anyone else's, you see. Now, now I'm God, now I'm the authority, now you, you can depend upon me to speak the word of truth because the, the Bible doesn't quite cut it anymore. I have just became God. But dear friends, you and I, you know, called to actually truly love other people. True love tells the truth, doesn't it? You know, you, you see your loved one up on, up on the cliff, you know, and, and your loved one is saying, hey, I don't believe in gravity. And I'm going to jump off this cliff. And you just kind of go, well, that's very interesting. I guess if you want to try that, it's your life, you know. Go ahead. No, you would say, well, that, that person, you really hated the guy that was up on the cliff. Right? You told him it was okay. Right, that, that maybe his faith can sustain him. He might as well go ahead and jump. They'd probably call the police. You may try to get that guy put in jail, right? There was my love going up on the cliff. You had a chance to tell him. He didn't do it. Instead, he went, Oh, well, I guess that's okay. See? 
Now, I've often used a, a, another analogy. You know, you're, you're driving by your neighbor's house and you see that their house is on fire. Would, would you actually do something? You know, some, sometimes I've even talked to individuals that they, they saw that very same thing happening, that they stopped their car and ran inside to try to help their neighbor. Right? They put their own life in danger because of their love for their neighbor. But you know what? You and I, we drive by people's houses every day that are morally on fire, that are spiritually on fire, and we do nothing, right? I don't want to get involved. I don't want to step into that hornet's nest. You know, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Don't want, don't want to stir things up. You know, want to be so very careful. But maybe you wonder how we got here. Now, I've often often shared, um, you know, some of of my military experience. When I was eighteen years old, I first went into the the Navy and the Naval Reserve. And so it's about 1982, right? You know, fresh young guy just out of high school, uh, going into the Naval Reserve. And I remember so clearly being taught, we win wars because we are morally, mentally, and physically superior. Okay, now, you know, maybe in the, in the church, maybe that sounds kind of arrogant or, or something like that. But, you know, in our, our military, right, that's what was being taught in 1982. We will be victorious because we are morally, mentally, and physically superior. Now, how will we attain this state? We will, of course, exercise to be physically superior, we will develop our minds by learning so that we will be mentally superior. And you will go to chapel service on Sunday so that we can be morally superior. You see, when I first went in in 1982, the particular base that I was at, it was not an option to attend chapel service. Right? You will get up, you will go. And if I had the church, you know, the choice, you can go to the Roman Catholic Church, right? Service. You can go to the Protestant service. You know, so you had a choice. But you would go. Well, I fast forward a little bit into the future. I went back into the U.S. Navy in 1990. I had to go back through boot camp once again. Except this time, yeah, we're still going to exercise. And yeah, we're still going to apply ourselves academically. If you want to lounge around the barracks on Sunday morning. Why? That's okay. Maybe you can do a little extra cleaning. 
And so, you know, there, there's a smidgen of a, you know, a little, little bit of punishment. You know, if you don't want to go to chapel service on Sunday morning, you can help clean the barracks, do a little bit of extra work. But now there was the option, you see. You no longer had to go to the chapel. And of course, I have no idea what things are like here in the year 2020, but I imagine that this continued to slide. People no longer care if our fighting men and women are at a higher level morally, you see. We no longer contribute God to helping win battles. If I'm smart enough, if I'm strong enough, I can do it on my own. And I don't need to have the higher ground morally anymore. I don't need it. And dear friends, that is what we have come to, isn't it? We think that we can do it ourselves. We think that we don't need to be at that next level. We look around in our world today at an exceptional person like Billy Graham, and we think, well, you know, that's just him, right? He, he was that, that guy, the John the Baptist of our generation, you know. He, he was, you know, really special. I don't have to try to do anything like that. I, I don't have to install, you know, certain protections into my own life because, you know, that, that was just Billy. That was just him. But dear friends, guess what? Again, we ask that question, do you think Jesus lied? Jesus said, only the overcomers will reign on high. What, what does that mean? That means that when I fall into sin, I have to repent of it. It means when I, when I begin to sin, I have to pull back from that. It means when I find sin in my life, I have to begin to deal with it until I too can come to the place where it would be said, he, she overcame that sin. We don't even do that anymore, do we? Right, a, a, a person, you know, shoplifting at the Walmart, you know, and, and they say, well, I just can't help myself. And you go, oh, that's terrible. We'll, we'll get you some treatment programs. Maybe we'll just have to watch you more carefully when, when you go shopping because, oh, you can't help yourself, you see. We lost the moral high ground. We don't even think it's necessary to be there anymore. 
The Bible comes and says, hey, if you do this, if you do that, if you do this other thing, you're not going to inherit the kingdom of heaven. And we said, oh, Jesus lied. Don't we? Certainly you can do all of those things and you can still get in. It'll be okay. Don't worry about it. There's that there's guy up on the cliff. He's going to test gravity. He doesn't believe in gravity. You'll be okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, dear friends, that really is the bottom line. I, I, I know I threw some you know, big punches today. I, I said some, some things you know, in maybe a, a kind of awkward way, a way that you haven't heard it before, but that really is what's going on. Each of us, we need to ask that question deep inside. Do we believe Jesus told the truth? Because, you see, if Jesus really told the truth, that's going to mean probably some changes in our lives, isn't it? Now, if Jesus really told the truth, it means I have to examine my own heart and see where I'm failing. If Jesus really told the truth, it means that I have to repent of some of my sin in the past. Well, probably all of it, right? If Jesus really told the truth, I now have to go into my world and share that with others, don't I? Because they're standing on the cliff and saying, hey, gravity doesn't exist for me. Or they're in the burning moral house of their life and they're saying, hey, I like the flames. Things are coming apart for them and, and they don't know any better. And they say, well, you know, maybe Jesus really said, I'm one of the ways to heaven. And, you know, going the Christian route, that's maybe pretty good. But if you want to go some other way, that's fine. That's how we're living right now, isn't it? We're living like Jesus is just maybe the best option for us here today. Where Jesus said he was the only option, you see. The only way. The only person to follow. The only one whose word we can truly trust. And so what is then true love? It's to give that message, isn't it? It's to be able to have frank conversations. It's being able to take the moral high ground back again. It's being able to stand in our society as the lighthouse once more. To be that light. To be unmovable. Unshakable. 
to be the one who can stand and say, I am Jesus' little lamb. Ever glad at heart I am. Oh, the shepherd gently guides me, knows my ways, and well provides me. Indeed, dear friends, Jesus told the truth. Part of that truth is that he loves each of you so very much. He died upon the cross. Your sin could be forgiven. He sends his Holy Spirit every day to give you the strength to overcome whatever difficulties, whatever sins, whatever problems you have in your path. He loves you so much that he would stretch out his arms and he would die for each of you. That's the truth. So let's go and let's share that word of God. Amen. And may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds now and always. Amen.